Hi, Lee Brower here, and welcome to this week's edition of Meaningful Monday. I am glad to be here, and I'm grateful to be here. Uh, great week. And, um, you know, I don't say that. I, I, I recognize that each week also has its challenges. And perhaps this week for me had a few more than usual. However, I reflect back at the great things that happened and the learnings that happened. This is one of my most meaningful weeks this last week that I've had in a long time. And part of that is because of the obstacles and the challenges that uh, you have to face. Uh, and, and then you come out of that and you see a different perspective of things. So I'm grateful for that. Um, there's a quote that's one of my very favorite quotes by a gentleman by the name of Sidney Banks. He was a theosopher, uneducated, but somebody that now I think they've named some psychology departments after him. He's become very, very famous. He passed away recently. But one of his favorite, my favorite quotes was wisdom is pure intelligence before the contamination of thought. Wisdom is pure intelligence before the contamination of thought. And I think we're born with this pure intelligence. And we, our experiences, our mind is constantly looking, our subconscious is constantly learning and it's inbred in us. However, once we start overthinking something, then we lose that wisdom. If we would let go of it and surrender, that wisdom could come over and take. And I don't care what you're doing in sports, you see it all the time. You know, um, wisdom is where you've trained the mind and body to respond. You've consciously trained the mind and body to respond unconsciously. So you've seen the center fielder before the ball is even hit, he's in motion because he's done it 10,000 times. But if he had to think about it, you see, then he loses that wisdom because he's been contaminated with thought. Well, you know, I look at little children. And I look at those little children and think about their thoughts. What are the things that they say that are so pure and simple? And um, we have these wonderful clients of ours, and they have a son. He's just barely turned three, turned three in May. And, and my wife, Lori, she's absolutely in love with him. He's the most charismatic, uh, curious young man I've ever seen. We went out to dinner with him, and all of a sudden he gets up and walks off, and his mom says, where are you going? He says, I'm going to go talk to the chef. You are? How come? I want to know how come he's doing it this way. So off he goes. And they kind of shadowed him so he didn't just go on his own. But sure enough, next thing you know, he's talking to the chef. and making He's just barely three. I've never seen a kid like this. But they started doing positive focus. You know, they go big at night before they go to bed. How can they be in gratitude? So they start doing positive focus. And so they'll ask him, okay, what, what are you thankful for that happened today? And he will look and he go, well, let me see. I'm thankful for my teeth. And, um, and then he finally goes, I'm thankful for me. And uh, that he always comes back to, I am thankful for me. And, um, and so they've now, you know, it's, it's just so dang cute. And so they've, they've now added another component to it where they're trying to get him to think about things that happened, experiences during the day. And so, you know, they're moving into that and they're trying to get him to do that. And uh, I said, well, you need to name it. You need to come up with a name for it so it becomes reoccurring and he knows what it means so you don't have to explain it every time. And so back and forth with some things. So the things that they named it is play catch. Time to play catch. And you're going to share with me the great things that you caught today. What experiences did you have that you caught? And then you're going to throw them over to me so that I can learn from them. And I'm going to catch the things that I caught today and I'm going to throw them back over to you. And I thought, what a great thing to say with little children. Let's play catch. Let's catch up on the day. And um, so I decided to do it with Lori and I. So every night we play catch. 
So what, what did you catch today, Lori? What did you learn today? And she shares that with me. I said, here's what I caught today. And uh, it's been kind of fun. So I share that with you because, you know, sometimes we just overcomplicate our lives and we can make them so simple and so more meaningful. Um, we do book reports, as you know. Some of you have seen some of the book reports that we've started to do. The last one was The Rise of Superman. I guess they're really not book reports. They might be book reviews. We try to look at them through the lens of empowered wealth and how they affect the empowered wealth mindset. What is the truth that we're learning there that can enhance or strengthen the empowered wealth mindset? So we just finished a book called How Will You Measure Your Life? I've mentioned it before by uh, Clayton Christensen, a Harvard professor. One of my favorite books uh, that I've read in a long, long, long time. And I read it four or five times. And so we were thinking about what book to do for this next go around, which we'll probably we'll do in another three or four weeks. And um, one of the thoughts is I'm constantly mentioning and quoting the book by Viktor Frankl called Man's Search for Meaning. And uh, again, this probably ranks in the top 10 of all books I've ever read. And this is the story of Viktor Frankl. He didn't even want to have his name on the book when he wrote it. He wanted it so that people would understand that it was written with sincerity, not for, not to, not for his own um, publicity. But uh, this is through the eyes of someone that had been trained in psychology, who had been imprisoned in his early 20 years and spent over three years in Auschwitz and uh, a couple of other of the camps. And uh, one out of every 28 prisoners actually survived during that time, and he was one. And he tells the stories of can you find meaning when everything is stripped away from you and where you're fighting for your very food to the point to where you'd betray your friends and everything just so you could get positioned and so you wouldn't have to go and be gassed and be killed. And everything, how everything focused around that to the point of just shutting yourself down. Many times he called them Muslims. Uh, I don't know if there's a, a term there that other than the fact that they were totally like zombies might have better better term for that. They were like zombies in terms of reacting to everything. But even in those dire states, um, he talked about how the appreciation for simple things, the appreci appreciation for the arts and for the beauty. And he recalled one time when they had all just come in fully exhausted, they would go out in the dark, start working on these roads and putting rails down and be freezing. They wouldn't have shoes on half the time or they would have shoes that didn't fit. They had frostbite, and, and every time they slowed down, they'd get beat by the German guards with the butt of a rifle. And uh, they'd watch their buddies just die, and they'd haul them off, and they'd just keep working. And they walked in just exhausted, laying on the floor. And pretty soon, a colleague, one of their fellow prisoners, comes running and says, you got to come see this. Come look at this sunset. And everybody gets up and shuttles, shuffles out, and here's this beautiful sunset with all the great colors of red and blue, and, uh, and then just the light shining through it. And they stood there in awe for several minutes. And then somebody said, wouldn't it be great if all of mankind was like this? And, um, you know, I thought about how we pass by the sunsets of life. We pass by all of the things that are beautiful in our lives because we have so much, so much abundance. And we don't see these great gifts that we have that are so glorious that these eyes of this prison camp, these prisoners in this prison camp could see. And we don't see the things that the little children see. Wouldn't that be a great blessing for us to be able to look through those eyes and be able to see those things 
and to be able to have that kind of appreciation. Well, it's my challenge to you today. Look through the eyes of a child. Look through the eyes of a child and appreciate the simple things. Appreciate your teeth. That's one of the things that Cruz talked about. Appreciate you, but really appreciate the simple things and look for them. You want a meaningful life? Then start looking at life through the eyes of a child. Have a meaningful week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.